Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mitchell Whitfield on the yes. horn with us right now is the product evangelist for TCL North America. His name is Bruce Walker, and he is now a repeat customer on your tech report. <laughs> Bruce, welcome back to the show. It's been a while. But there's so much to Must talk have done about. Something right. If you ask me back, that's a good sign. Thanks I actually asked me. asked for you back by name. Believe All it or not, right. it wasn't just give me somebody. I wanted you. There we go. Thank um, you very much. Appreciate it. You know, um, there's a lot of announcements at CES. Tons of announcements, and um, there's no shortage when you're on the show floor of televisions. Um, but I've got to tell you a story, and I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke up here. You know what? Um, okay. Every single room in my home has a TCL television. Not only does every single room in my home have a TCL television, but I even have one on the floor in my den in the corner because I bought a 50 inch and I'm like, no, that's not enough. And I had to get a 65 inch, but because every other room was upgraded, I have no place for this. So it's a backup waiting for a ceiling or a wall or something to happen. Uh, my son to throw, I don't know, a controller into it when he gets killed at Fortnite by Mitchell or something. So. Every single so when it comes to when it comes to all the announcements that you guys have made this year at TCL, blew absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, we're very excited this year. It's a it's a very very different. You know the fact that when when we hang up, I'm going to turn around to my empty office in my basement and pet my dog and see my cat and not go walk <laughs> up and down the strip. But it, it doesn't make uh, what we're doing this year and let alone what happened last year uh, any more exciting for our industry. Um, so again, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk about uh, what we got coming up this year for us. You know what, Bruce? Um, <clears throat> we are we are huge fans, obviously, and it's like that's one of the great things about having a radio show is you can talk about the brands that you love and the brands that you're passionate about, and I think it changes the way you approach. Just like working for a company that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. it changes the way you do your job, and I think it's the same thing for us reporting on stuff and. I have multiple TCLs in my house. So does Mark. It wasn't that long ago, and I just want to give the brand some context. And yeah, I want to go, I want to go on this ride with you a little bit. It wasn't that long ago where TCL, when they first when first came on the scene, big splash in the North American market, was known as the best bang for your buck television. It wasn't that long ago, which was not a bad moniker to have. It has since, in the last year or two, not just the best television for the money. TCL is known as one of the best televisions, period. And that is a huge jump. Now people are no longer perceiving, well, if you want a good value, now it's just if you want a great television. How has that ride been over the last couple of years, that transition from a great value brand to just an incredible television with no asterisk at all? It's, it's, it's been it's been amazing. I say I've, I've been with the company about five years. Um, and as you'd said, you know, back in the day, it was a great secondary TV rate den TV. Uh, we when we when we put we cooked Roku built in that one incredible partnership that's be, be, become. But really, the the importance of what we've wanted to do the past couple of years is you'll you'll put TVs in your secondary rooms. But to be that TV over the fireplace or that TV in the main room where the guys are going to come over and watch the game, that's got to be something that that the Mr. And Mrs. are TV, they're going to want to be proud of. 
Um, and that's where we're really having our, our growth. It's where we're putting our focus and really the, the technology. I, I can't, I, you know, I spend a lot of time on the forums and hearing those guys that are just super hypercritical. It sometimes can get a little discouraging, but you think about we're in the golden age of TV performance. Um, you know, really HDR, Dolby Vision, rewrote uh, customers' expectations. Uh, we're probably going to talk about big TVs at some point during during our chat today. Um, it's really things things have never been better in terms of customers being able to get that either that movie going experience at home. If they're not going to concerts, they're not going to sporting events. They can home. They can enjoy them at home. Uh, and then with our TVs and with big audio, you can get that great home theater experience. Um, and the fact that TCL again appreciate that 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 thought, and we're we're certainly of that thought that we're developing products that can be um, the best. Hard stop. Um, we're very excited about that. Bruce, a couple of weeks ago, I was on a, a morning show, a radio morning show, and we were talking about, you know, 2020, the year that was in tech. And the question was posed to me about 8K. And I said, you know, 8K, you know, it's really the chicken before the egg thing. You got to really, and there's not much content being created. So I'm not 100% sure whether we're going to see 8K really become become something um, in 2021. Boy, did I eat my words when you guys took the <laughs> stage at CES. Because yep. every single TV in your six series this year features 8K. Yep, we're very excited. So yeah, every um every TCL uh, Roku six series TV is going to be uh, 8K this year, and that's really the um you know what it's making 8K accessible and achievable. Um, if you look at what the 8K market is now, and you look at what the six series is known for, um, it's going to bring a different level of customer that's going to have 8K TV accessible to them. Um, and you guys have been doing this a while. You know that when HD came out, people said there's no HD content. Yeah. Uh, when 4K came out, they said there's no 4K content. And now 8K is coming out. There's no 8K content. You know, But you go and you pick up a PS5, what's one of the biggest things on the side of the box? A big 8K sticker. Um, and then plus, you guys, uh, I'm not that into computers, but you know what's happened in the world of processors in just the last generation of product. What TV processors can do with less than... 8K content and make it look breathtaking uh, is another great argument. Um, and I think the we're, the world is kind of hanging on this, the, what the 6 Series is going to do um, with 8K this year and make it, bring it to a different level of customer to make it achievable. No, you know what, Bruce, it's a total thing of, you know, and I talk, I make this analogy when my wife and I are shopping at the grocery. <clears throat> do we have that? Do we need to buy this? I'm like, you know what? I'd rather have it and not need it than the other way around. Mm -hmm. And in terms of features, especially with a product that you're not replacing every year, I'd rather be future proof now, especially like you said, video games, especially during the, the COVID era right now, which hopefully we will be out of very soon. Um, video games have been a huge thing in people's lives and having these two new consoles come out that are promising 8K, if not now, then in the not so distant future, having features that we will need. And I think when you're shopping for a television, that's what people are not really used to. The average consumer is not look, used to looking forward in terms of a purchase. What will I need a year from now? And we're starting to see little bits of 8K, but over the next two or three years where people will have the same televisions, there's going to be a ton of 8K content coming out. And then, like I said, what it'll also do with today's content uh, with the screen sizes we're going to be introducing makes, makes a compelling argument for it. Why don't you walk us through the announcements at CES this year? Sure. Start with, Absolutely. obviously, your favorite child, and let's go to the worst. <laughs> You're making so, him do this, aren't you? You're making exactly. him do this. So in in no particular order, um, <laughs> uh, big. Uh, we're really excited to have our XL collection. Uh, if you look at last year, uh, as you guys have sure done tons of talk about, that the selling TVs, unprecedented numbers, really where a huge growth segment was in, you know, 70 inch and above. So we're very excited that we're going to have our XL collection. 
uh, coming out of the gate almost immediately. We're going to have um, our 85-inch 4-series TV in a month or two, retailing you know, at $15.99. Um, wow. So for that customer that wants big, um, and just some, just a the little anecdote. Um, there, there's two sides to the big story. There's the, I need the biggest TV. Oh my God, I got a big TV. And then there's the, oh, is this too big for my wall space? Um, did some quick math. Uh, going from a 65 inch to an 85 inch, you get over 70% more surface area in the screen, but wow. the screen's only about 17 inches wider. So manageable, or even from a 75 to an 85. It's 30% more screen area, and it's only about eight inches wider. Yeah. Um, and particularly back in the day when going up in size meant it was another foot or two deep, <laughs> you know, yes. that's not a factor <laughs> anymore. So, you know, if you've got that wall space uh, for it, and again, particularly when you talk about 4K and 8K, um, you can sit that distance and get that immersive experience that you want with great picture quality. So XL size, we're going to have, um, you know, three different versions of it uh, coming up with our 85-inch 4 Series right out of the gate. We're going to have a performance series with quantum dot contrast control zones. And then we're going to have our flagship TV later in the year that we'll talk a little bit more about. Uh, the other thing we already went over with 8K, uh, very, very exciting. Uh, achievable 8K, every new TCL Roku 6 Series TV is going to be 8K this year. Um, just to let you guys know that the existing 4K uh, 6 Series TV we know and love is going to continue. Um, so that's very exciting. And we're going to have 8K in our XL collection. Um, so making that accessible for our customers. Uh, and last but not least, really one of the, you know, you Google CES 2021, probably one of the first things you'll see is uh, mini LED is exploding. Um, and to all the other great manufacturers seeing the benefit of mini LED finally, uh, we're very proud of the fact that we are on our third generation uh, mini LED. A couple of years ago, we introduced it on our eight series with 25,000 micrometer class mini LEDs. Uh, last year, we incorporated in this 635 we were talking about earlier, um, where you get up to 240 contrast control zones. And then this year, we're going to be introducing our OD0, our optical depth zero. And really, the, the two big benefits to that mean meaning is that optical depth, the difference between the, the mini LEDs and the LCD layer has gone down from about an inch on a first generation to zero on our third generation. So you get all the great performance, great luminance, great smoothness to the picture. Um, you know, in a TV, the, the form factor is gonna be super sexy and super thin. Uh, so very excited about that. So we're gonna have all sorts of TVs uh, coming out this year. That we're very and, you know what, Bruce, I, I want to talk a little bit about mini, mini LED because, again, we try and we try and present some things to consumers that might be listening that aren't tech heads like we are that that, you know, don't necessarily get the benefits. When you're talking about mini LED, sure. the great thing that I've seen, especially on the TCL sets, is you get pictures that are very close to OLED in terms of those dark blacks, those rich colors, like you talked about, great contrast, but without the worry that you have with, you know, OLED televisions mm -hmm. of having burn-in. If you're, if you're a gamer, if you're doing something consistently, if you're watching the same, and listen, you don't have to be a gamer to worry about burn-in. You can watch the same channels, news channels that have the same graphic on the bottom, and those graphics eventually, over time, people worry about that burn-in. Well, mini-LED, you're not worried about that. With OLED, OLED it can be an issue, so it's another yeah, advantage to have that. Yeah. Yeah, OLED was an amazing technology when it launched 15 years ago. Um, you know, their their pitch of their perfect blacks. Uh, I'll tell people that with with our mini LED backlight sets, um, that these TVs will hold their own uh, with an OLED in a dark room environment. But on the other side, where pe where people watch TV with windows and sunlight, and it's a ball game you want to watch at noon, um, the bright output of our TVs is exceptional. So it's a it's a matter of fantastic flexibility 
um, all the great gaming features that, that we talked about, the great usability, the great durability. Um, and again, the mini LED backlight, when you compare most of my competitors um, on their flagship TVs will have maybe a couple hundred LEDs that make up that backlight to get non-tech. The backlight's really the horsepower of the engine, that light that shines through, um, where you have a couple hundred on a flagship competitor TV, where we on our eight series had 25,000 micrometer class mini LEDs. So Whoa. again, it, it, they're all packed tight, uniform, a uh, great control over that contrast. So it's that type of technology is the only way an LED TV can have the blackest blacks and whitest whites on screen at the same time. You know, Bruce, you talked about um, obviously the processing power that goes into making these TVs tick, and obviously the the increases in the growth that we've seen over the past year. Um, you guys have the AIPQ engine that runs this line of television, but you also got a lot of power that runs even the previous lines of television. How much time goes into the the fine tuning and the development of these chips to make sure that they can do the magic that they do? It what's what I think is part of our magic uh, is with the processing with the Let's just call it the whole uh, assembly process. Uh, we are what's called a vertically integrated company. So everything that goes into a TCL TV is TCL. So whether it's the backlight, the module, the LCD panel, we make all our own TVs. With our um, AIPQ engine, before we get even to the upscaling, the AIPQ engine on our five series and up TVs means this. And this is, I'm kind of painting the simple picture so I can understand it. Along the assembly process, every single component of the TV is going to have a little bit of a variable. If you're making a Mustang GT and it's supposed to have 424 horsepower, one engine is going to have 427, one engine is going to have 418. There's all that variability. With our AIPQ engine and the fact that everything we make is ourselves, as we assemble everything, we take into account all those little variables. And at the end of the assembly line, I picture it, there's one guy that looks at all those variables, plugs in a specific algorithm to each and every TV to compensate for all those variables so that every TCL TV coming out of the factory has a consistent picture. Uh, and then uh, with the, this, these next to next generation of processing chips, as you know, in the world of computing, they're, you know, 10 times more powerful and half the price, you know, it seems every other <laughs> year, um, you can do that upscaling and fill in the gaps to give you a nice, smooth, accurate picture. As a long answer to a short question. How how important is that 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 vertical integration? Because we've seen the um, the downside of it with some other manufacturers that mm-hmm. rely on chips from third parties, and you know, mostly on the marketing side and the secrecy element of things. But then you look at a company, you know, like Apple, for example, that starts you know releasing computers with their own hardware, and the 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 performance is just blowing everybody's mind. So obviously, yeah. having that control, knowing where where what's going to happen from start to finish, gives you yep. a major advantage absolutely every you know with with every component there's there's a performance component that goes into it you know how everything's going to work together obviously there's a huge cost component i i love talking with our users and it's talking to them about it when they're asking why are these tvs so affordable and i say well part of it is i'm not shopping around for panels i'm not shopping around for backlights i'm not i'm not looking somewhere to buy feet we make them um, like, oh, that 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 explains a lot of it. Um, and again, there's the performance. There's the fact that if we want to um, release something, we can do it very quickly because a lot everything is done in house. Um, so we're very proud of that fact. And it, it really uh, speaks to that and the fact that this our new panel manufacturing facility. It's about 280 acres in size. Um, is designed specifically for these large panels. Uh, so that's why you're seeing us uh, doing what we're doing in the in the large panel, uh, large TV space this year. 
Uh, you know, Bruce, I want to take this in a direction that people don't usually take it when it comes to television, especially great televisions, and that is sound. Now, the reason I say that people don't usually go here is I think expectations have been very low and uh, reasonably so because I think people know at this point or people assume at this point, well, if you have a great flat panel television, you have a great, you know, great television, odds are you're going to have a great sound system. You're going to put your own, whether it's 5.71 Atmos, soundbar, whatever. So manufacturers don't really, it seems to be an afterthought with manufacturers making decent sound on their televisions. Flash forward to recently, where I, when I put my TCL television up, I turn on the volume, and you should know, when we talk about it on the show, from being in studios most of my life, mm-hmm. I have hearing loss. So listening to television, not music, television specifically with the spoken word, with the subtleties of spoken word, very hard to hear. I turn on my TCL, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get a sound bar. As soon as the sound hits me, I'm like, oh my God, I can hear people talking. I can hear every single word. And we're not talking, this was not the top of the line TCL. This was a mid-range, beautiful, four, you know, 43-inch 4K Dolby Vision, but the sound was pristine. I call up Mark and I say, Mark, I can, he said, I know you can hear everything. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. So kudos to the engineering team for not yes, having yes, to, yes. but mm-hmm. making awesome sound in a great television. <laughs> it's exciting. It's because, uh, you, know, you know, as you probably know, we're really starting to spread our wings in the world of audio and home theater with our yep. Dolby Atmos soundbars. And I'm learning more and more. I, I didn't realize until a couple months ago that having a golden ear is a real thing. I thought this just was some term. That's actually a, a scientific <laughs> thing people get certificates for. Um, and we have many of those engineers on staff in the same vertical integration story uh, in our sound bars and our audio holds true. And those engineers can lend their expertise to, you know, else, else. you certainly uh, sold people on the idea of this. You said it better than I would have said it, how good the sound is on it. Um, so you're watching a sitcom, you're watching the news, the football game's on with the noise piped in, but you, you can still understand the announcers. Um, it's a, it's a good sound experience. Nothing that would replace uh, anything that you would want, but it's uh, No, but so much more than people... To. Yeah, but so much more than people expect, and I think that's the whole thing. I mean, TCL's always been full of surprises in terms of what you get. And again, you guys are just taking to the next level now, but the, just the ability to not have to... Of course, you can always get, like you said, get that great soundbar. I know you guys have great ones coming out this year, especially, both with Atmos and regular Dolby. So I'm excited about that, but just the fact that I don't have to... And the fact that I can actually, I haven't used the TV volume up button in years. I'm, I'm not joking. And awesome. and I, actually now I sit there and I watch and I'm smiling. My wife laughs at me. She goes, I know you can hear everything. And I'm like, yes, I can. So I just think it's a great, it's a great unexpected treat, you know? And I know Mark had a awesome. similar experience, but we're, we're gonna have to try those sound bars too, because they look beautiful. Okay. So to just, just to recap, just to recount, we have the TCL, the XL series, right? Yep. We have 8K coming on every new six series television. Okay. Roku. Six series uh, Roku, yes. Series, series, series six Roku, right. Um, it sort of begs, and I know I know you're going to shut me down on this. I know you are. But it sort of begs the question, where do we go from here? Because it almost seems like every feature I look for, especially, and again, we like to we like to inform our listeners about things they might not normally hear or might not normally know. Things oh. like variable refresh rate. Okay, the average person doesn't realize just in even last year's six series had, and we're talking about 2020, had variable refresh rate and what this means and how good that is. And most TVs do not have them it begs the question what can come next from you guys now i don't expect you to spill any company secrets but you guys put out so much unless listen listen, (laughs) this is the place to do it it begs the question where do we go from here because you guys just get better and better more and more features everything a person could ever want you guys are putting them in how how hard is it to outdo yourself basically every year 
Yeah, it's really about it's about taking all this technology and bring it to customers and make it easy for them to use. So, like I said, you give an example with VRR, variable refresh rate. The fact that we have uh, the HDMI VRR in our six series this year. Um, and we have it in more series of TVs next year. The fact that, um, in terms of simplicity and performance, you know, the fact that we have a THX certified game mode, first TV in the world was the six series last year, and it gives you that that uncommon combination of amazing low latency and great gaming experience plus a great picture. Usually when right. you go to gaming mode, it turns off all the picture processing, the picture stinks. With yes. THX certified game modes there, and it's a Turn it to THX mode in three seconds. You're good. Automatic game mode uh, on our sets is, is a super convenient feature. You know, the fact that, you know, we're, we're acknowledging the fact that not only is Roku an amazing partner, we're having more uh, TCL Roku TVs ever in the market in 2021. We're also partnering with Google. Uh, going to be launching Google TVs in 2021. So for that customer that wants uh, to embrace the content forward uh, experience that is that is going to be Google TV, we'll have something for them as well. So just trying to make sure we have something for, for every customer, whether it's like an entry level uh, three series TV, all the way up to our, our flagship OD0 uh, TV that's going to really just take their breath away. Bruce, before I, before I let you go, um, yeah. where are we going to, not when, I know it's coming this year, but where are we going to yeah. find the 8 Series TVs, all the regular retailers that we come to yeah, expect? We're gonna, we're, whether, you know, the, the shape of shopping has changed dramatically, yes. <laughs> um, but, but rest assured, um, when you want to look for a flagship TV set, uh, whether it's our XL Series or our new 6 Series TVs or OD0 uh, TVs coming out later in the year, you'll find them in, uh, wherever wherever you like to shop. So many more questions. We could probably keep you here for an hour, but we're not going to do that. I think because Mitchell, Mitchell has to go to the bathroom. He's a bathroom break. No, uh, thank you so much. Don't blame Bruce. it on me. <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We're going to talk to you hey, again, obviously. In always great months. talking, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.